Hi, this is Nick. Hi, this is Sneezy. And this is Mick, and this is YKW. You're a not pod- Mick, honey. <laughs> that's, why I, that's why I wanted to do the intro so I could say, and this is Mick. <laughs> I know you want to be me so bad because I'm queen of the gays, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Um, and this is YKW, a podcast about the blunt you smoked this morning. You know, the one you woke up to roll? <laughs> <laughs> yes it is i read it what the fuck yeah, it's, it's you know that blunt you know the one you woke up to roll. I read it from the transcript michaela <laughs> the transcript is wrong <laughs> okay so for do you really know we have as always two questions and our first one is our fun question and this week we are being asked, what is your favorite irrelevant celebrity tweet? <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> I would say my favorite. I mean, Soldier Boy's not really that irrelevant. He's actually an icon, but he's kind of died down a little bit. But I'm going to keep it short and simple and say, uh, when Soldier Boy said, doo-doo milk. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite is when Oprah tweeted heat. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, it's actually that one's tied with Martha Stewart tweeting oil because they're both so fucking no. funny. <laughs> Did I steal yours? No, okay, but I do love all of Martha Stewart's. There was one that was just K. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, that was funny too. There was one with like a bunch of pound signs. There was one that <laughs> there was one that was like um, she had to like wash like her dog's mouth out a bloody mouth out because it killed like. <laughs> A squirrel or something, and she's like, "Life on a farm." Oh my and... god! Wait, yeah, that one's hilarious. The one of her, uh, the picture of the cow standing behind the fence. <laughs> that one's hilarious. Yeah, she's something. Um, I love the Fifty Cent one, where he's like complaining. He's he's like, "I'm rich. What the fuck?" Because his grandma is making him take out the trash. <laughs> Classic. Oh, wait, okay, um, let me read you guys a tweet, and you guys, um, like, whoever knows who it's from first wins. Oh, I'm, I already won. <laughs> you haven't even started. <laughs> Cowabunga, dudettes. I'm so pumped to be in this. <laughs> yeah, it goes, it goes to Mick, because I knew she knew who it was. But I'm going to finish it for the sake of the show. Um, I'm so pumped to be on this surfing kick. Who else surfs out there? Gnarly day in the H2O, riding waves. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, what, you guys want to try a harder one? Yes. Sure. Okay. <laughs> it's so funny. 420, how is everyone? <laughs> Mariah Carey. Yeah, you guys are so good at this. <laughs> Uh, okay, you guys want to try? Um, this one's a little bit easier, but a personal favorite celebrity tweet of mine. <laughs> I feel like there's a giant meatloaf inside of Chris Jenner. <laughs> Damn, Mick! You are on fire! I'm not letting Sneezy breathe. <laughs> okay. Right now, I'm the gif of Latoya Jackson where she's like... <laughs> <laughs> Hey friends, I lost my Blackberry. So if you're trying to reach me, then text me on one of my three iPhones. Paris Hilton. 
And that's all we have today. Mick, you are the clear fucking winner. <laughs> it's sad that you were literally just saying three words. You're like, hi, I'm meet Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> I know, dude. What the fuck? Oh, uh, what if I wonder if you'll get this one, Mick. I love arm. Oh, oh. Justin Bieber. Ah, went for Smeezy. Wow, wow. Get. <laughs> yeah, and you were like professing your love for him on Twitter just recently. Because I do, I, I love him. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna find one for you guys and let's see who gets it. Um. Okay. So here's the first one. <laughs> At Gaga's apostle, sit on your own damn face. I'm sure. <laughs> okay. How about this one? Ants have dicks. Uh, Chloe Kardashian. No, uh, what's the fucking Kardashian's name? Um, Courtney. Courtney. Damn it. Half <laughs> points to both. Okay, here's a good one. Ooh, there's a ghost. Jack. <laughs> All right, I give up. You're too good. Sneezy is slacking today. He got one and a half points. <laughs> Sneezy, are you? I got the hardest one. Sneezy, are you sleepy? I I am. Literally, I got him. I got him. Every single one that Geo gave us, just one second behind you, bitch. Oh, honey, one second. Mm. Not my fault. Not my fault. I do crack every day. You on it? You're like. Um. Okay. So here we go. Let's see. Please lay it on us. <laughs> well, shit. I'm going to the volunteers to read in class and then takes forever. <laughs> you like, you like, um, yeah, I'd like to read. What page? <laughs> <laughs> that is literally Michaela. <laughs> that is me right now. I forgot how to read for some reason. Um. Oh, yeah, I found it. It's two hours ago. I'm, I can do it if you want. Okay. Okay, on to our serious question then um this is from anonymous on our curious cat and they ask um i'm nervous about having a roommate in college any advice hmm i have some pretty extensive advice on this topic please bring out your research miss mick um i'm still living with mom and pops so i haven't moved out yet um but i'm gonna try to give like an outside perspective i don't know third point of view yeah that is the best thing to do is to just live with your parents to save your money so you can (laughs) I wish I did that but I will say as someone who has not gotten along with their roommates almost every year of college (laughs) I mean except like freshman year like um I would say that you know having a roommate it's fun at first. It's like having a big sleepover, you know, like every night. But then, obviously, inevitably, you're going to get on each other's nerves at some point. You're in a fucking jail cell, basically. With uh, My freshman year, I had three roommates. And then um, sophomore year, I had three roommates in a really, really, really tiny room that was really, really hot. And that year, I also had um, nine other suite mates. So it was a living hell, and then this year I only had one other roommate. But pretty much every year, I don't know, 
I think it's just my personality personally. I don't like living with other people. I am very difficult to live with. I will be the first one to admit. And my mom always used to tell me, I remember like when I was in high school, my mom would always be like, what are you going to do when you get a roommate? You can't live like this. Like, damn, bitch, you live like this. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, you know what? As long as you respect each other's space and like just that's the biggest and most important thing is like even if you just ask your roommate off the bat, hey, do you have any pet peeves? Hey, um, and it's not like you're confined to your room all of freshman year. You get to go to other people's room too. You're going to be living in a dorm, meeting new people. Um, so like I said, um, sophomore year of college, I lived with nine other sweet mates like nine other girls and I lived with all my friends who I was friends with freshman year and you know I thought that some people were my really good friends and it turns out that they weren't and it's not that we were even living in the direct room together they just were petty and it was a terrible environment to live in I had a really tough time like mentally what did they do like exactly to like get on your nerves so there was this one girl, let's just call her um, Karen, because that's a big bitch name anyway, but that's not her name. Because <laughs> every bitch named Karen's a, everyone named Karen's a bitch. <laughs> yeah. So Karen, all right, she would claim to be such a neat freak. She was my best friend freshman year, like best, best friend. And she would claim to be such a fucking neat freak, yada, yada, yada. Um, but in reality, she was actually sloppy as fuck. She would always forget her ID, like her college ID. So it was mad annoying and she would always just leave it on the table. Like she never even made an effort to like look for her ID in the morning. I think it was just for attention. So someone would open the door for her, but whatever. Um, so, but yeah, she would like, if I would leave, let's just say I left like, um, a fucking bowl on the table. She would be like, whose is this? Like yelling really loudly in the common room. Like, whose is this? And, like, it would be so annoying. Like, just put it in the sink. Like, Yikes. Like, the call-out kind of person. Mm-hmm. And then she, like, one time she left a note on our trash can, and she was like, no fluids or liquids or something and or something like that. And I wrote, then what the fuck is supposed to go in it? Underneath it on the trash. <laughs> like, it was just very, I don't know. She turned out to be, like... I don't know, just a big bitch, yeah, and, like, she would sing really loudly in the common room, and, like, when people were trying to study, all the rest of my roommates that I got in fights with, except for this one other girl who was also a bitch, um, all of my roommates, though, we've all made up since then, and, like, I still think that, like, most of them are really, really good people, and I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, it was the worst time of my life, um, you're not always gonna get along with your roommates, like yeah. but you will live like it's fine so you um, have yeah i had um the same roommate for my first two years so it was it was interesting because i had always heard about like horror stories of roommates and stuff like that so i was very skeptical going into it and i felt like that made me hate this person before I even started so like this first like two weeks I did not like my roommate little things that they did would just piss me off and for no reason so I was actually the bad person and then I realized like I love my roommate we just had one night I have tons of videos of the night 
they just came back uh, from going out and they were just rambling on about whatever and it was the funniest like night ever and I and it wasn't it was just us talking and that's when we became friends and we've been friends ever since actually I'm gonna see them literally after recording this so yeah I had a good roommate and then yeah so I was scared that they'll like listen to this either of you no i am pretty scared but you know what it's kind of like ancient history i got in like these people that long ago and yes i'm i'm shit talking but only the two people that genuinely wronged me and they know who they are and (laughs) friends and they're fucking bitches so now you can have your experiences broadcasted like (laughs) you shouldn't have kissed a writer in the dark (laughs) (laughs) sorry she's famous now um (laughs) but like like people i've known like had like terrible stories so i can like you mech and my brother had a terrible time his freshman year with his roommate it was just weird um and so I was scared, so that's when I came into it. And I like my roommate now, too. My roommate is so nosy. If you say um, girl, I'll kill you. <laughs> no, whenever I go out, she's always asking me who I'm going out with, when I'll be back, and, and it's literally my mom. <laughs> so, I've I was I've been looking out looking to like move out this year, but it's so fucking expensive, like. Yeah, you were talking about it's just mad expensive. Yeah, like I saw like a shitty little two bedroom apartment um, from like in the town next over, three thousand dollars in rent for like the shittiest little two bedroom apartment, and it's like, and I'm only working part time, going to school part time, working part time, so I don't have the money to like to currently do that. I need to save up like longer or -hmm. get a second job if I really want to like you know move out yeah so for the person who asked this what would you guys say with your experiences like any advice just going in well like what would you like have liked to have known going in um before you live with nine other girls well i would like to have known that Okay, here's good advice that just because, you know, people tend to get very close with their roommates, but just because you're close with your roommates doesn't mean that they're always going to include you in their plans. That, for me, was like a big issue and in the past. And like now I I feel like this year going into it, I won't give a fuck because I've already been through everything. Um, I've been through all the worst possible shit with a roommate. Like, this year was pretty fun. But, like, sophomore year, I've been through all the worst possible shit with, like, sweet mates. My direct roommates were awesome, though. But, like, it's made me stronger. But that's really important is not, like, your roommate doesn't have to be your best friend. And sometimes people kind of feel, like, a little maybe sense of obligation, like, especially freshman year. And you know what? It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, like... It's kind of like a, oh, well, why didn't she invite me with, or whatever, like, I don't know. 
and also I would like to have known that um, the world doesn't revolve about around me. <laughs> like I don't know. Thinking back, maybe on, so. Maybe so. But <laughs> thinking back, honestly, I'm a terrible roommate to live with. Like I don't use headphones. I probably leave hair all in the shower. Like, <laughs> I wish I was a little more observant of those things to make the people's lives that I. Like, I wish I was more introspective and self-aware during the times that I was living with people because it would have made my life a lot easier as well as other people's probably uh, just to add on to you I will say that it's totally true about friendships and roommates there's a difference between a, f- a friend relationship well you can be friends with your roommate but I mean I- I've been friends with all my roommates but you um, have to also understand that you're living with this person constantly. And so that kind of translates to hanging out sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, you know, they don't want to and you don't want to spend not only home time with them, but also outside of the ap- apartment or dorm life with them, too all the time so you have to understand that you and expand your circles just beyond your roommate and i definitely wish i had thought about this like this year because i kind of felt like this year my roommates were hanging out without me and i blew it way out of proportion i mean i was being excluded and it was fucked up but also i could have handled it a lot better and it feels like i ruined friendships with people that actually really did give a fuck about me and i I kind of reacted the wrong way to a lot of situations with my roommates where I feel really bad about now, like, looking back on it. But in the moment, it was the biggest deal. Like, it was so... I, I feel bad about it. But, yeah, it's it's not always a personal... It's not always a personal attack on you if they don't invite you to hang out. So, basically, moral of the story, be good to your roommate, too. Like... Mm-hmm. Just uh, like appre- uh, appreciate what's good about them if you can, and try not to be a bad roommate like you are also seeking. Because I know I I know I had some bad roommate qualities, and I know Mick, you said you did, and we didn't realize them until late. So having those um, or starting to master good roommate qualities is good. Agreed. Yeah. What are some things? What are some of the perks you think of? like you commute correct Mm -hmm. so from a commuter standpoint point what are the benefits of commuting (laughs) or downfalls of commuting it's funny because this is gonna sound so sad but i don't give a fuck um when you said what are like the benefits of uh commuting i'm thinking to myself that like literally i have so much weed money i could always i i could always get weed when i want it uh, but, um, I mean, like, that's just, I mean, it's not just weed. I have a lot more spending money, and, like, I should be saving more. And I, I do save, but, like, not nearly as much as I should be saving, um, like, a, a like legitimate portion of my paycheck. It's always just what's, like, left over is what I uh, save. But um, I, I go out a lot, like... I mean, not go that I go out a lot, but I spend my money on, like, recreational things... Um, and I should, like, it's just, I really should be saving, um, and 
I mean, I don't know. Um, having a roommate seems like it has its pros and cons for sure. Pro that like, you know, you have someone to kick it with all the time. Con could be that you guys could like get into fights and shit. And I, I I'm like mm-hmm. Smeezy. I'm worried about what how like my roommate experience is gonna be like. I'm gonna try to like probably going into it. Uh, just hearing everything from you guys and like other people. I think I'm gonna like try to avoid being passive aggressive myself. Like be, you know, like self introspective. Like like what you said to be introspective enough to look at myself to make sure I'm not being passive aggressive. And on the flip side, if I feel like my roommate is being passive aggressive, I'm gonna try to be communicative with them and trying to find out like why or like what I could be doing different. So, yeah, just that. Um, <clears throat> you know, like, <laughs> that picture that you were talking about earlier, the one that's like, um, bitch, do you live like this? <laughs> you guys, like, um, moved in with your guys' roommates. Did you guys still live like this? <laughs> oh, that's a really good question. No, I got neater. Oh. Yeah. I, oh, that's good. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> yeah, I used to be messy, messy room. And moved into my moved in with my roommate. I was more conscious of I ha- I'm living with someone. Also, my roommate was very clean, so I then became clean all around. And now I'm living in a room by myself. I still have a roommate because it's an apartment, or um, and my room's completely clean. I love it, and I love like the minimalist look of having just a bed. <laughs> And nothing else in my room. So, yeah. A bed I and a succulent. Can... That's going to be my interior decoration whenever <laughs> I move out. Me sitting in my clutter of hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> Mick, how you living? Um, I'm still living like a pig when I have roommates, but a little less piggy. Um, Honestly, if this is like... Okay, so freshman year... Even though I really like this girl now, I will never forget this. She, we got in a fight. One of my roommates, we didn't really get along. Like, she was so clean. Like, it looked like nobody lived there. That's how clean it was. Like, and I was obviously pretty messy. But see, my thing about when I have a roommate and I'm messy, like, my roommate this year, she knew that she knows that I'm, like, really gross. And that's why she wanted to live with me because she didn't want to feel like she was being judged for being messy. Which she ended up being really neat anyway, but, um, yeah, I just would be like, I, you could see clearly where my half of the room starts and where my roommate's half of the room starts. Um, like, <laughs> but my mess is always in my area. It will never go over or affect anyone else like i won't have stuff or anything like that it's just like my mess is my mess and it's whatever i want to see which one of the two of you i will become like of like whose roommates um qualities am i going to adopt am i going to get a like clean cleanly roommate that's going to make me like a clean cleanlier person or am I going to get a roommate that's going to enable me and be like if you have your mess and I have my mess and we just like don't talk about each other's messes then we're cool kind of roommate it's funny though because one, my roommate ended up moving out of my room this year so I lived by myself for the last half of the year and I was really neat like maybe just because I had more space to like 
put my stuff because it looked really cluttered because I have a lot of stuff. I have all types of crystals, clothes, like witch stuff, you name it. So like, I don't know. It, um, once my roommate moved out, I was a lot neater. Welcome to Our Thoughts on the Bullshit, where we give you our opinion on the bullshit. Today's segment is about job experience, work-related stories, and just the custies that uh, you guys highly requested that we talk about this in the Curious Cat. And while we're on that topic, if you want to hear a topic for the main discussion, give us something to talk about. Like, tell us, you know, if what you think might be funny, but... Um, all right, Custies, who's got them? <laughs> well, do we want to go around and like say what her jobs have been? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we should do that. I'll start. Um, yeah. I work on campus as the swing shift operator. So I take the phone calls for my school from like 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. And it's usually like such a breeze. But I, I do get some like weird people that like are just ramble on and talk to me about weird shit so yeah that's what I do I have worked many of odd jobs my first job was at a Mediterranean food restaurant called Garbanzo and it was kind of like um, Chipotle just with Mediterranean food and it was pretty interesting um, my second job uh, when I was a freshman in college, I was a waitress. <laughs> I was the most crackhead waitress ever. <clears throat> um, and then um, I consider this a job. I worked as an extra on the get down. Uh, <laughs> it was a fucking job. I don't care what anyone says. That shit was a fucking job. I worked at Garage, probably my least favorite of all my jobs because I had a crazy manager. And um, now I work at a crystal shop, and it's my favorite job of all time. It's literally the best job. (laughs) What about you? I started working when I was 15 as a lifeguard, and then I became a water safety instructor, which is just like a swim lessons teacher. That's a lifeguard. Don't let him trick you. (laughs) Yes. We wear shorter swimsuits. Um... (laughs) And then I became aquatics education director, which is a title I made up, but I got paid more. Um, and it's, it's just, I just, yeah, I was like, they were like, I, we need someone to handle like the registrations for the lessons. So I was like, I'll do it if I could, can choose the title of my, like to put on my resume. So aquatics education director was what I chose. (laughs) And then I became, um, for a short stint there, I became a assistant manager. Then I move on to college and I also, I got a job as a lifeguard again and a swim instructor. And then I just recently acquired a job as a volunteer well I've been a volunteer DJ and then I acquired a job at the radio station that I um, DJ at as a promotions director so live in large Ooh, miss moving up the ladder <laughs> um I'll have you guys know that Smeezy made my resume and it looks fucking amazing like 
before Smeezy helped me make my resume, I was like so self-conscious of it. I'm like, ugh, it's so trash. Was it, how bad was it, Smeezy? It was literally garbage. And then Smeezy barred me up. I have such a professional, like modern. Uh, the it looks amazing. Like I love it. Thank you for that so much. By the way, <laughs> did you get the job? Um, <laughs> sadly no. But um, that doesn't and it matter. Didn't work. Well, I have a job for you guys. Um, it's called the Get a Job Challenge. <laughs> that's not a job. That's just a challenge. <laughs> it is a job to get a job. <laughs> Literally, though, it is. Looking for that. a job is. A, it feels like a part-time job in itself. Do you guys have any tips for getting a job? Like, uh, let's just say you're in high school again, and you're at that stage where you have no resume and like. You have no work experience and you're trying to get your first job. Here's what I would say. I never did it, but everyone tells me to do it. You got to go into the stores and ask for an application. Mm. Never did that. I just had connections to get into lifeguarding because it was kind of like hard to get into that uh, rec center that I first worked at. So I just knew people and was able to get in and it was kind of like a community thing. So that helped but yeah uh go into the place and ask for the application and introduce yourself i think that like the best way to get a job is ask your friends uh it's usually more often than not you could get yourself in like really good places with who you know that's exactly how squeezy got a job that's how i got the job um that i've like held for five years now and it's like always who could put you on it's the best mm. way i guarantee you could find yourself some cool ass jobs just by asking your friends hey if there's anything open like would you recommend me or like uh let me know about it you know for sure and if you can't get a job in like a brick and mortar store or anything make up your own job be a nanny be a dog walker like um and then you'll have something to put on your resume for like a dinkier uh, uh, like a dinkier thing to put on your resume yeah to beef it up a little bit say yeah I've had work experience I worked with children and they're much worse than paying customers <laughs> well we don't know <laughs> no that's true uh, that's 100% a fact <laughs> my tip as someone who got a job um, like just on my own without knowing anyone Okay, definitely, yes, go. Okay, first check if there is, um, check if there's, the application is online. So usually I'll call the store, I'll be like, um, hi, are you hiring? <laughs> you know that line and it's like the girl that's selling Girl Scout cookies and the man is like, y'all niggas hiring. That <laughs> is literally yeah. me. You, okay, yeah. So first you call them and you say, um, are you guys hiring? And then you have to ask, when is your hiring manager in? Okay, so then you go on, you go online, you submit your application. And at the end of the day, when the hiring manager is there, you go there and speak to him. And always bring something on a resume. Like, you can bullshit a resume. Say you did volunteer work. Say you did something. If you're trying to get, like, a stupid mm -hmm. little job, they really don't give a fuck. And always have references. I used to put my my high school chemistry teacher as my reference because I love her. And, like, or I'll put all my friends and be, like, um, mentor. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not. 
it's not hard to like fudge a fake resume. So, um, what are some of your guys' worst customer experiences? Mm-hmm. Um, my worst customer experience um, is just dealing with people who have like stupid questions and like. Um, <laughs> this didn't happen to me, but I think about it, like how true it is when you deal with like so many calls, X amount of calls of students per day, you get to realize that these students have some stupid ass questions for you. And there was this one time, um, my sister, she works in admissions and records and they have to verify, <laughs> they have to verify your, um, your identity before like, you know, giving you like confidential information so like they have to ask you your birthday and you have to match right and then my sister tells the student she's like when's your birthday and then the student replies well i'm a scorpio so (laughs) (laughs) and my sister was like no i like i need your birthday and she's like well it's in october so um and it's shit like that that um makes me want to fucking rip my hair out (laughs) (laughs) but that's literally me if i called i'd be like they'd be like what's your birthday i'd be like i'm an aries what are you (laughs) (laughs) please what's your worst experience with the custy um i haven't had like one standout one but uh I would just say, in general, white, like, 40-year-old moms are typically, like, the worst because they always have so many questions and they're never satisfied. Ugh, ain't that um, true. Yeah, and, but other than that, although 60-year-old white women are also just as bad, <laughs> especially in pools. Like, um, they'd be like, the sun's too bright. Like, what do you want me to do yeah. about that, lady? Like... <laughs> No, but it's that it's that pointlessness, uh, the, like the questions that like I couldn't think of uh, like any direct examples, but that's exactly the type of questions of like that people be asking me, and I'm like I don't fucking know what to tell you. <laughs> I think for me, for okay, so <clears throat> whenever I do my job experiences, when I talk about jobs, I separate them into two categories retail and food service because they're so different but Mm. the custies i think my customers in retail have been worse than my customers in food service let me tell you why custies in food service i can just kind of like pass them off to my manager i don't really have to you know like in the food service that i've done i kind of just would be like oh let me get my manager like for (laughs) retail and like people don't have that many like questions i don't know i feel i felt when i worked there i mean it was more just like annoying stuff like which one do you prefer and it's like i really don't have your taste buds i don't know what the fuck like i really don't know but um so i mean that was like really the extent of it for food i know people can get really nasty in the food when it comes to their food but i feel like the worst would be like working at like dunkin donuts or something because people are nasty about their coffee I definitely experienced um, a huge difference in working food industry versus working on um, versus working 
in retail. And I think in retail, um, you kind of work with people who are more in your age group and um, people who are more your demographic. Like at Garage, I worked with all other girls and they were pretty much all my age, maybe a little older. But um, yeah, working food industry, I definitely experienced more uh, conflict with my coworkers and also like sexual harassment was like, I feel like it's so rampant in food industry places. It's so bad because you have older men working in the back, washing dishes and all of that. Usually that's like the creep, like the creepiest people is the, the creepiest person is the dishwasher. And then there's like the people working the line. I don't know. So many people, like, of so many of my friends who work food service have been subject to sexual harassment. And I really think it's disgusting. And the managers don't want to do anything about it because it's paperwork for them when literally someone is so uncomfortable that they don't want to work with someone else. It's such a huge, huge, huge problem in the food industry. And I think, I don't know, it's, it's really terrible. Um... But yeah, I definitely did not get along with my coworkers when I worked in the food industry. Like when I was a waitress, one of my coworkers threw a, a chunk of ice at me. No way. <laughs> yes, because she got mad at me because okay, so when I worked in a restaurant, um, she like <laughs> when I worked in a restaurant, there were different sections and certain sections would make more money. And we were supposed to rotate so everyone's getting paid kind of equally. But this bitch would always hog the section that worked that that had more money so one day she showed up late to work so I took the section and she had to host which makes no money and she fucking threw a giant chunk of ice at me like huge like not like a little ice cube like a chunk of ice at me and I was like what the no it just missed me like literally just missed my eye and yeah it was fucked up and also when I worked food industry I had to like clean the toilets like I remember my first job I had to clean, like, literally dookie splatter off of the fucking bottom of... It was the most disgusting. Like, because they they don't care there. They'll make you just, like... It was a lot of gross, annoying... I didn't... I didn't... I liked the people, the customers in food service better, but I like the people that I work with better in uh, retail. Also, I forgot completely that I worked at Best Buy all of last year. So that's a thing too. <laughs> Mick, do you have um, do you have any like uh, notable experiences with any custies? Yeah. Um. Okay. This is my least favorite retail experience. Well. Um. First of all, this fucking bitch. I'm okay. My le- I hated working retail. Honestly, I think it's worse than working food, and that's just my opinion. But um. The worst retail custies are the fucking ones that come in and when you try to help them, when you try to tell them where the sales are, like, I'm telling you valuable information. I'm not talking for my fucking health, bitch. I don't want to talk to you. It's not my choice. (laughs) I have to. And so I start talking and this bitch puts her fucking hand in my face. And I was like, oh, fucking K, I'm going to walk away. Like... It was so rude. And those are always the customers with the most questions. Working retail, it's always Mm -hmm. the people who, like, cut you off when you're trying to tell them the sales. And then, like, five minutes later, they're like, oh, um, 
what is this? Is, is this on sale? Is this on sale? Well, bitch, you would know if you would fucking listen to me. Oh, uh, that's so fucking true. Oh, and the other ones are like, I hate custies. They're like at garage. There would be like girls that will come in. And I understand if you're shopping in a rush or something, you're buying a bunch of articles of clothing and you're not trying them on after I offer you a fitting room. You have a whole stink ass attitude. And then you go home and this shit doesn't fucking fit. So you come back and return everything. I don't understand when I buy something, like when I make a decision to purchase something, I don't think, oh, I guess I'll just fucking return it and make everyone in the store's life fucking hell. Like I I buy it because I want it. I've tried it on. I've mm-hmm. made this decision. Like, I mean, unless it's something like cheap, but these bitches will come back and return like $300 worth of clothing. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, it's annoying. Well, you know, you know what they did. They just bought it war one night and then brought it back. Hit True. that tag. But that's so embarrassing. Like, I would be embarrassed, honestly. Like, it, to buy a bunch of clothes. I mean, maybe if it's like one, like maybe if it's like a dress or something. But like to buy a bunch of clothes and then like return it. That's embarrassing. Yeah, if- those are the type of girls that still think Joey and the Scammer is funny. what i hate about custies is you are like in the middle of answering their question and then they will cut you off to ask that question and it's like if you would just let me talk for five seconds i will let you know what you are asking uh what i get a lot is um the our extension to admissions and records is automated only for the beginning and then you get a live person in from that office if you listen through to the recordings i get people who like call me get transferred to admissions and records after i explain this to them they hear the automated messaging hang up and then call me again and ask me for a live person and then i'm like okay just like listen through this and then you'll get a live person they'll hang up again and call me a third time for a live person that's at that point, I'm like, open your fucking ears. Like, Custies. Uh, they- <laughs> I didn't even call you a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, at, there's some points where like, I want to fucking drag a Custy up and down um, and read them for fills from just their voice, from what I think I've gathered from them. But then I always keep it professional and like polite. Even if they, I've had customers fucking like yell at me over the phone. Like, oh, you're you're fucking stupid, blah 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 blah. Mad because, um, the person that they were trying to reach wasn't on campus anymore. They were a dean, and it was like after hours or something. And that's that's my problem with custies is that they go into this like they are getting services done to them, or they are like you know purchasing goods, but they treat the relationship of custody like customer and the service provider like shit. Like, no respect for another person. I've never yelled at someone working ever. Like, I just, I couldn't bring myself to yell at someone for making a mistake. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, ugh, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I just don't even have the that in me. Yeah, I feel like a lot of um, people, 
I can definitely tell when people have worked in retail or like people who people have had like minimum wage jobs or something with customer service versus people who have never worked a fucking day in their life like a, a, a minimum wage job. People really forget that you're a real ass person like standing in front of them. Like you do realize like like you're hurting someone's feelings like it's just it's literally ridiculous like people will lose their fucking minds on service workers like okay like it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me at all i'll tell you exactly what that person looks like um she has a blonde bob and she's carrying a yorkshire puppy in her purse and she looks like she hasn't slept in three days and she's like (laughs) um Need to speak to the manager ASAP about every little thing. <laughs> okay, you know what? I always the the person I always put in those situations as Kate like Gosselin. my the image. No, the <laughs> lady. Do you guys remember the video of the lady who's screaming about Bed Bath and Beyond like candles? Oh yes, I love her. Oh my god, she's legendary. Honestly, I'm not even mad. <laughs> I mean, I definitely would not want to be working at that Bed Bath & Beyond at the time, but um, that woman's legendary. I always picture Kate Gosselin with a, with a fucking bob. <laughs> uh, so have you guys ever worked with any um, terrible bosses? Personally, no. I, and I'm lucky, and I know I'm lucky. Um, me, that boss I have now, I... I the boss I have now, I get along with super well. Um, we like play Scrabble all the time. She's like my Scrabble buddy, <laughs> um, and it's just super cool to like go into work and then being also best friends with the manager. She's like, um, and sh- she's like probably in her fifties. I don't know her age, but um, we just get along. So, cool. Yeah. Um... I've had a, most of my bosses I've liked. Actually, all of my managers I've liked. But we had like board members that were terrible at my first job. Um, well, one in, one specifically, I'm going to tell a quick story. So one of my years working there, I was it was like my fourth or fifth or something. Because I worked, no, it was like my third or something. But um so we had this like journal at the front desk because we also worked front desk when we were lifeguarding and someone wrote a letter to like a unaddressed letter they were never going to give it to the board member but just like a complete drag of the board member and how it's becoming like a piece of shit and how they treat us like shit and then the board member saw it when he went into the guardhouse one time and completely like went off but then our petty ass and he like like ripped us a new one in a meeting and we were like that's ridiculous and he like threatened to fire us all and um hire uh, hire people from like a company that would hire like lifeguards and so we go back into the burn book that we had and we just all separately 
like said we support like what that person wrote in there and everything we were like so petty about it and we were like like we agree like this is a terrible pool so we just went we doubled down on that shit and he found out he like we directly wanted him to find out about the second one and he was like threatening my manager to um uh, fire us all and replace us Damn. and he's and my manager I was literally behind my manager when he said this to him he's like if they go I go <laughs> and I was like I was like this guy I loved my manager so yeah that was like a thing that just happened to me like bad bosses experience <laughs> um okay so I have two boss stories the first one will be quick but it was it's just a little tea, just a little gossip. So my manager, my first job ever, he was engaged, right, to this some girl. And, like, the girl would come visit him at work every once in a while, blah, 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 whatever. So this man is engaged and starts a whole-ass affair with one of my coworkers. <laughs> and oh. like they would make out they would make out in the walk-in freezer like my and the coworker was my friend so I was like one of the only two people like um that knew about it so that was that that was one that was just like some tea it was scandalous and my second bad boss oh my god when I worked at garage this bitch named Tiffany if you if your name is fucking Tiffany you can choke. Like, everyone... <laughs> I, I only know one Tiffany that I like. Okay, I should say if you're a white girl named Tiffany, choke. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, she was the worst. Like, she would always call me... Um, she would be like, hey, boo. Hey, boo-boo. And she would only do that to me and my black coworkers and not to the white ones. And, like, she would... She was acting like we were working at the fucking Louis Vuitton store. I'm not even kidding. Like, anytime I would go to work and she was there, I'd be super stressed out. She would, like, yell at you for shit. Like, um, I don't know. She would just yell at me. Like, let's just say I didn't ask a customer an open-ended question. She'd be like, okay, you need to ask, like, like, it was just bitchy she was very bitchy and worked us really hard but then she ended up getting transferred to boston which was the best day of my life and we got a new manager who was cool but i just i stopped working there by then but yeah i hate bitch I like uh bosses that think they like the shit oh my god like people who get that little you know okay cool you're working at a fucking retail store and you're the boss of a 19 year old relax <laughs> So tonight, our guest is Jake Hunty-Chan, best known for trolling, um, stealing your purse and hoping you look for it, and <laughs> holding up the line at the Wendy's drive-thru. Oh, she's coming for my gig. I see I do all three of those. <laughs> Triple threat. So yes. our first question is from Anonymous, and... um. <clears throat> I really have no idea who asked this question, but would you ever try crack? <laughs> um, would I? <laughs> That's like, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think <laughs> that. 
This is a great answer. <laughs> I thought I was rationally trying to think about it. No, I wouldn't. I don't think that's very healthy. And I'm actually Googling side effects right now. <laughs> Anonymous from our Curious Cat wanted to know, what is your funniest tweet slash what is the funniest tweet of everyone else? Um, but what's your favorite tweet of mine? Because everything is all about me. Um, one moment. I think there's a lot. <laughs> I'm trying to remember one specifically. <laughs> Someone left in her curious cat and said that they turned tweet notifications on for me and they left for lunch for 20 minutes and came back to 50 notifications. <laughs> I, have. I just, I love your tweets in general because we're having meltdowns at the same time during the same part of the day. So we're just like, we're in sync with each other. Like... <clears throat> You're so right. I read something one time about sometimes if girls are like close friends, they end up having their periods in sync. But for us, (laughs) we have our meltdowns in sync on the internet, talking to thousands of people at once. And right, I just I love that so much. Um, This one, this one may not be my favorite of yours because you have a lot of really good ones, Michaela. But I think about it like all the time, like every day. It's the one that's like bitches be like goo goo gaga. It's like it's like Bart drinking a bottle. Like, I don't know why I think about that all the time. That one's definitely one of my many reoccurring intrusive thoughts. <laughs> I think about it like uh, once every like other day. <laughs> My recent favorite tweet is the one I tweeted on Father's Day. What that one say? It was like, everyone on Instagram, thank you so much, Dad. I love you. Everyone on Twitter, fuck, fuck my mom. Fuck my dad. <laughs> oh my God, I saw that. <laughs> Anyways, um, do you think that like the people that invented the internet ever thought that someone would tweet? <laughs> my teacher keep bending over like this instead of teachable lesson. <laughs> did Bill Gates invent the internet? What did he do again? I think he'd be proud of us. <laughs> he invented Microsoft, you bit. Okay, who invented the internet? <laughs> Steve Jobs invented the internet, dumbass. <laughs> it says Robert E. Kahn invented the internet. He sounds like a fucking troll. Um, yeah. You guys see that tweet that was like, oh yeah, of Twitter was a cafeteria. This is what it looked like. And it was like um, sexual Twitter, black Twitter, funny Twitter, but there was no <laughs> troll Twitter. And I was like, troll Twitter is what makes Twitter. Like, <laughs> we're in lunch detention. And someone said, someone said trolls t- Twitter is in the bathroom stall. Um. <laughs> 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 Um, I was just going to ask Jakey, someone wanted to know, okay, gun to your head, what's your go-to GIF? Lady Gaga uh, flipping everyone off and sucking her thumbs, or lady, or the makeup Lady Gaga GIF? Well, if you had to pick I'm one. trying to be more optimistic, so I think I'll choose the latter one, because <laughs> I think Wait, it's so much happier, one? and yes, because, oh, no, 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 the one where she's dancing. <laughs> Because she's clearly in a better place. Because I think that's <laughs> she was definitely on crack during that time. Are those your and two moods? <laughs> they are. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> if there was one of her sleeping, that would be my third. But for now, we just have to like imagine it. 
Okay, and that's okay. Do not know Jake Hunter Chan is fucking borderline narcoleptic. Like this boy sleeps all day. <laughs> Jake, are you are are you like diagnosed narcoleptic? I was literally um, this morning. I was trying to think of like what was wrong with me and why I can't stay up all day. So yes, I am. <laughs> when I'm napping, he was like, "I have to take a nap in an hour." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I really did. When I was leaving, I was like, "Bye, I'm going to sleep. You guys can have fun." <laughs> and in my head, I was like. What is, when is this man not asleep? <laughs> Be honest, are they depression naps? What are they? Like, Jake, what is they that? They're giving me in a depression coma. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I think it's just because my sleep schedule is messed up. Because I'll sleep, like, <clears throat> I'll sleep eight hours, and it'll be at, like, four or three in the morning, and then I'll wake up, and then... I'm up for like a while and then I just pass out again and then I'm up late again. It's just like a cycle. I don't know. I was trying to think as like, is this normal? Is this why, is this like, because I don't drink coffee or something? <laughs> Everyone in the I world drinks really coffee except up. for me. <laughs> I don't, I definitely, I feel you though. I used to be worse with naps, but then I, I once I started forcing myself to like stay awake, um, it got a little better, but I feel you. Okay. Now to the hard-hitting questions. Um, Jake, top five songs on melodrama. <laughs> album of the year, if no one oh, knows. Um, it's not album of the year. Shut the fuck up. Keep your comments it's, to yourself, Meg. Why are you a misogynist? <laughs> you clearly yeah. are a successful woman, and I really don't want to hear it right now. <laughs> I don't know. I was kind of thinking yeah. um, Melodrama was album of the year, but now I'm kind of thinking it's Control. Yeah, yes, you, you you sure do love Control when Sis is going, faggots, let me hear y'all make some noise. <laughs> you dancing along to Sis calling me a faggot? <laughs> The only reason you guys like melodrama better is because Lord is white. You're white supremacists. <laughs> Admit it. Um, absolutely not. <laughs> okay, but this clearly that girl was going through it, and I'm going through it. <laughs> She's relatable. Well, um, what are your favorite tracks? I just got onto my iTunes to look at the track list. I got her tour tickets earlier. Um, oh, girl for 2018. <laughs> Listen, I have to be prepared. I don't know if I could handle seeing Lord like in concert because you know she'd be doing that bird shit. I love Wait. it. I want to see it in person. Her dance? It's scary. Yes. <laughs> She's an icon. But I love I Lord. Like I really song- do. I feel like the songs that she didn't release were all the best tracks. So I really liked Hard Feelings. I like Supercut. Oh, she's definitely uh, releasing Supercut. That's going to be a single for sure. That should be a single. I like Writer in the Dark. Ooh. Yes, God. Say it like the Louvre. The Louvre. I don't know how to pronounce it. Ooh, the Louvre. Pronounce anything. <laughs> Me dropping a bunch to the boom, boom, boom. <laughs> um, And I like... Uh, Homemade Dynamite. That should be the next single. Like, definitely. Without a doubt. Yeah, she'd be doing yeah. that to release that as a single. Um, did, what'd you like more, pure heroin or melodrama? Melodrama a lot more. 
Yes. Fuck. I guess yes. I'm the only person on this damn fucking. No, Mick said she liked pure heroin too. I do too. I like pure heroin better. Well, I like it too because it's more like I don't know. It's more consistent. I don't like an album that's like. I, I felt I I really did like the album, but I kind of felt like emotionally confused while listening to it. Like mm, that's very fair. It but it's kind of it's kind it's saddy, and I don't know. I I just maybe it's just gonna take some getting used to for me because I do think Lord is so talented and an amazing writer and all that. But I just feel like well, the music kind of sounds like a like fever dreamscape. Like it's like. A lot of like montage music, so yeah. maybe that's why. Like for me, like that's why it sounded. That's why I liked it so much because I feel like I can walk down the street and feel like like I'm in a montage reel, but still crying in the club. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's mostly because of the who she worked with producing the album. Like I. I know for Jack Antonoff's music, he did a lot of oh, elements he does in his own, like yeah, the long ass outros and the interludes and mm. just like making everything extensive for no reason. And it kind of bothers me too, but I really, I feel like we grow up with her because like in Pure Heroin, I was in high school and it was like, it was relatable at the time. And now this is more relatable to me now. So it's like, she's just very personable. Yeah. And, I guess even though it's like more scattered and less cohesive than pure heroin, it's like for me, I'm more scattered and less cohesive right now. So I and I also I the thing I did like about this album better than pure heroin is that the lyrics had a lot more depth. Like she's really advanced as a writer and Jake, what's that lyric off pure heroin where she's like uh, we drank orange juice and then you like uh, something with white teeth. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No, I think not. it's in 400 Lux. <laughs> Definitely. Wait, I'm looking it up. Yes, it's 400 Lux. Yeah, see, I didn't I, like, um, I don't think melodramas lyrics were juice. more depth, but they just made more sense. <laughs> Fucking pure heroin's lyrics are like way too like deep for me, way too in there. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't know. For me personally, I felt like Melodrama was more of a poppy album. And um, like, that's not a bad thing. I love pop. But like, Pure Heroine was like a masterpiece. Like, but it's, but Melodrama is completely like, it's like not, it's pop, but it's like off pop. It's like, I mean, it had like trumpets and shit in there. It like, and it played around with like rhythms. It wasn't like, um, like The Cure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was the... <laughs> queen. I have a question. Um, do do your anime avies coincide with um your mental status? <laughs> Stop! They literally do. Because <laughs> I know when I change my avi to Bart Simpson sucking on a baby bottle, I'm going through it. <laughs> <laughs> Randomly, I'll like look at my icon at the time, and if it's a picture of me, I'll be like, "Do I hate myself today?" <laughs> and if the answer is yes, I just go to that. <laughs> I do the same thing. Or if I tweet something about like I I don't know sucking dick underwater, I <laughs> when I do like my meanest tweets, it's definitely under the anime icon. <laughs> Nobody can come for me. <laughs> okay, but also, okay. I noticed, like, I used to have an anime icon, and I was meaner then 
because I feel like a bitch when I have like an anime icon. It's yeah, because it's. Um, I was thinking about this earlier too. Like when I was a faceless blogger, like I, I when I had no pictures of me, I would say some wild shit. Like that anonymousness <laughs> is like really, like I don't know, goes to yeah. head. Just look at just look at our curious cat. You'll find that out. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Sam, I loved your anime icon. She was so cute. The girl with the pacifier. Rika Farude. Yes. <laughs> She's so yes. I miss her. I might bring her back. They're funny. Sure. Okay, anime always are funny to me for some reason. Okay, so what are your thoughts on um, Christine? Psychedella, what it, what the fuck? <laughs> I know who you're talking about. That's all that matters. <laughs> I kept going through that Elmo's Twitter multiple times today just to form an opinion. And I think it's really irritating that, like, obviously the shit is staged, and I hate that people believe it and think it's like realistic <laughs> because it's not realistic. It's <laughs> like, just not realistic. <laughs> like, happen literally the first picture in that one l mills post or whatever is like so staged she's like in the corner or something but like people are fake taking like selfies and it's like (laughs) and i would like to submit her as proof to scientists amongst amongst many other people that your tooth to gum ratio really does affect your personality (laughs) i believe it Okay, I think that the two things that affect personality the most are men with height and tooth to gum <laughs> ratio. Because I've noticed mm-hmm. shorter guys are always really like angry or like vicious. <laughs> <laughs> like they're just so always mean. angrier than taller people and they're aggressive all the time. I would also like to make the point going off my earlier point that people with more gums than teeth, they're always obsessed with Disney. Disney yeah. Disney no, yeah, that's actually true. And then they evolve into could I see a white doctor mom? Like that's totally the same person. But um, okay, my opinion on Christine Sidelko, Ellie Mills shit, it's just like I I they were dragged up and down today. And I don't see like what the fucking big deal was. Like, yeah, they yeah, they're like unfunny or whatever. And they're annoying, and they're bringing back 2012 Tumblr humor, and nobody needs that. But like, why do people care so much to mm-hmm. drag these people? Like, I don't know. I just, I was like, you can. I'm be- indifferent. To- I'm so indifferent towards these bitches. Like, what mm-hmm. the fuck is the the point? Yeah. I think, um, well, okay, first I wanted to ask you guys is that I think um, someone's, I saw someone saying that, I don't know which one is, it might be both, that they're 18. Do you think oh, that's up that people are really going at some teenagers right now? Why does she look so much more grown? When I found out that girl was 18, I was like, what the fuck? She which looks one? like 24. Ellie Mills. The- oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't really... Like, I didn't really go in on them or, like, attack them. I just said, what, like, I know for me, I just said, like, one of the things just wasn't funny. Because it's, like, I don't see that because I don't garbage people. So it's, like, that doesn't show up for me ever. So, like, I don't care. They can do what they want. But it's still, like, annoying when it does surface. Gia was right, though. People were, like, dragging them up and down the timeline. Like, not just, like, saying things. Because I had quote tweeted one and said, Rafflecopter. But um, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but there is people like psychoanalyzing them like this is this is like a depressed state like and like i literally saw a tweet like that like these oh, are yeah, sad pictures and i'm like okay is it that serious is it that <laughs> is it really that serious you're gonna psychoanalyze someone right now <laughs> i think so i think with christy i can't i really don't know why people are really dragging that l girl I, I think it's just they're easy people to make fun of one thing but another thing because they're they're putting they're portraying themselves in a way that's like very outdated but i also think um with christine i personally really don't like her because she thinks she's really funny and she has like this superiority con con complex oh she so does yeah she really has that so i think she deserves to be dragged because bitch you're not funny like if you were to go up and be a stand-up comedian what would you do just stand there with a lampshade on your head like it's not happening it's not realistic you don't need to act like you're better but i i don't really i don't i've never seen anything from the other girl next week on ykw we have christine sedelko and l mills <laughs> on to tell their side of the story <laughs> Oh Tune God. in. <laughs> you know, that Christine Sidelka chick, she does, like, um, I, I don't know, just from that one thread that she had that one time that was like, oh, yeah, I have a folder of everyone who's made fun of me, and I use them as reaction images. And I'm like, okay, now, sis, now you're taking it to a point where it's like, you're really asking to be dragged for that, because then you just look, like, vindictive, and, it, and you know, like, that's... You that's more a reason to like drag them. I don't also know. the fact that she wears the same shirt, that drives me fucking nuts. Yeah. And jacket and pants and shoes. Mitch, what's your excuse Depression. <laughs> Let me see. Let me pick another one. Jake's are like half asleep though. No, no, I'm awake now. I, I don't <laughs> nap, so this woke me up. No more Thank questions. You. Okay, hee hee poof. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be able to sleep until like 5 a.m. So we're good. <laughs> and then I'm gonna wonder why I did it again. <laughs> I hate the fact that I was thinking this the other day that I can't sleep all day and sleep all night. Like I really have to choose. That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I feel like sometimes I sleep just because it's like, oh, I need to fast forward. I'm bored. Sometimes I'm asleep because I'm like, I don't. <laughs> I'm not gonna go there right now. It's dark. <laughs> I need to fast forward. I'm bored. I'm not kidding. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. I have. Here's a good question. Someone wanted to know, Jake. What's your proudest moment as a troll? Well, like, did you see the Khloe Kardashian thing the other day? Mm, what? Which thing? one? I tweeted some. There was something about. One moment. I'm scrolling. <laughs> um, Khloe Kardashian shares tips on how to keep that pussy popping, and I said on it, I said, all I can think about is Lamar Odom tweeting, kicked out of court for for getting kicked out of court for saying that her pussy smells like earring backs under oath. <laughs> and, like, it got 109,000 likes, and I'm not proud of that necessarily, but I, I'm just wondering if she saw it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wonder how she feels seeing like, that many people... <laughs> learn that <laughs> okay i was i was cracking the fuck up when i saw that tweet just because of under oath is like in caps like it's the, 
Like he had to be telling the truth. He swore on his life about it, Ted. Like he wasn't being petty. He was really saying it does. Like that's reality. If she saw it and she acknowledged it, that would be my proudest moment. But in the meantime, I'm happy that Lady Gaga crying has become a cultural icon. <laughs> well, that is kind of like your stamp. I, I love that. Um, I was just thinking about um, like funny moments in like troll Twitter history. And I think one of the funniest is, okay, <laughs> there's two funny moments. Um, one, Wesley Snipes blocking everyone that called him a flaw. <laughs> I don't know if you guys were around for that. He but, blocked like, me. <laughs> yeah, he blocked me too. That's like a moment troll Twitter has like um, together. And... <laughs> Um, oh, Kanye West uh, <laughs> tweeting at Katy Perry and being like, if you're a flop next era, I'm not, I'm unstanding. And then Katy, uh, Katy Perry replied, I'd unstand myself, honey. <laughs> and then she flopped. <laughs> and then she wow. literally flopped. <laughs> my favorite troll <clears throat> moment of my own is um, Jeffree Star blocking me. And I had tweeted like, two things about Jeffree Star within, like, five minutes. And the first one, I <laughs> took his high school picture, and I was like, if I had a class with Jeffree Star and he started reaching into his backpack, I would get nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I said he looked like a praying mantis or something. <laughs> I've been trying to get blocked by Lord for, like, the longest time. Why? <laughs> I keep asking if she's gay. And she won't answer. She probably is. Stop. I keep tweeting at Lord asking her to say fag. I need her to see it. Oh my god, when Michael said the other day about how her album's only a 9 out of 10 because she never said faggot. <laughs> <laughs> but he's right. Like she should have said it at some point. Michael Unorthoproxy, by the way, if you're wondering his app, but he was like, um, I had a dream that Lord said fag in a song and I liked it. <laughs> and then ever since then, I've been obsessed with the concept of a Lord saying the word fag in a song. I just think it would really cement her career in the industry and she needs to do it on her next album when she's more grown. Oh, <laughs> honey. Lord Migos collab coming. <laughs> Lord Migos. Lord SZA collab coming. <laughs> I'm here to stand. I am here to stand. And Azalea Banks. <laughs> oh, oh no, she could choke. Um, did you guys see that Lord got like um kind of like dragged for saying Oh yeah. I don't yes. know what she said. What'd she say? What did um, Michael Queen say? She said that, she being, said that being friends with Taylor Swift is like an immune disease. Or <laughs> yeah. Or no, she says that famous people seem like they suffer from like an autoimmune disease and had to fucking issue an apology for that. Hee <laughs> hee poof. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like <laughs> I don't even get it. Everyone was like, I'm sure Selena Gomez would love to see it. Can Selena Gomez even read? <laughs> Lena is poke all the time. She doesn't care. She's busy. Stop dragging the princess of pop, Michaela, or else oh, I'm going to have to drag you. We weren't talking about Dua Lipa. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh yeah, Dua Lipa who sold 3K first week. Oh my god, poor thing. Queen. <laughs> oh my god. Lost in Lost in Your Light or whatever featuring um Miguel is probably the best song I've ever heard. I don't know. Blow your mind's pretty cunt. Mwah. That is a cunty song. Oh, so good. I like um, New Rules a lot. Yeah. I think that's the best song on the album. It's gonna be a single. Probably. I mean, all of her songs off the album have been have been singles because she needs that promo. No, we're gonna be doing the video. That's what I mean. <laughs> Please stream a Dua Lipa self-titled. This episode is now a Dua Lipa promo. <laughs> or you can buy it. We don't do that, but you should. Can we just album? Um curious cat question that says stand Twitter monarchy? <laughs> oh yeah, I saw that. It says, Stan Twitter Monarchy, Queen, Rat Mick, King Jovan, the Three Princes, Smeezy with a Y, Hunty Shannon, <laughs> Shepherd, Princess, Mad Black Thought, the Jester, Miss Geo Baby, Duke of Go Raymond. <laughs> oh my. Wait, Duke? What is that? Shut the fuck up. Um, that's <laughs> funny though because Michaela, okay, in our group chat and our YKW group chat, just me, Smeezy, and Michaela, um, we, me and Mick, are have this like competition of who is who is queen of the gays. Um, I want to be queen of the gays, but Michaela is undoubtedly the queen of the gays. Um, and then she was like, "You'd obviously you'd be Jester," and I was like, <laughs> "I literally would be Jester in the royal court of the gays." <laughs> So, um, who, Jake, in your opinion, who is the the real, true queen of the gays? Me or Giovanna Plowman? Or Cupcake? No, no, no. Are <laughs> you Do you feel I inferior think... to Cupcake? Are you projecting? Cupcake tweeted, I stand every gay person on earth. <laughs> I can't so say funny. the same because I fucking hate <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting messy on YKW. <laughs> Jake Chan, um, thank you for being on the show. It's been a pleasure. Um, can't keep on trolling, baby. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, now finally, welcome to Snatch Your Wig, our wrap-up segment where we leave you with a suggestion. Uh, I'm going to suggest another uh, K Trinata song. I know I already did, but I just seriously love his music. It's super catchy. Bouncy house beats. Like, they're fucking amazing. And this one's um, a K Trinata remix of Cranes in the Sky by Solange. Wig off. You guys need to listen to it. Link will be on the YKW show account like always. What snatched my wig this week is actually something that I've known for a while, but like just got back into. I know I've had a couple of those, but it's a website called You Are Listening To. The um, URL is youarelistening.to. And it's a site that takes like calming, relaxing music and overlays it with something like a police scanner um well that's its main function but you can use other uh feeds too because i don't really like the police scanner because um it's the police so i do the lax airport traffic control 
and it's so calming having like it's like ASMR because they're just like talking about this random jargon and then it's overlaid with like beautiful music and it's honestly so calming so definitely if you're into like finding ways to calm yourself and then another one I have it's not really like I'm not putting anyone on to anything but if you haven't listened to melodrama album of the year like support lord now and stand talent <laughs> purchase talent yeah exactly talent always wins so <laughs> um what snatched, what snatched my wig this week i have two things so the first one is an album by panda bear and it's called panda bear meets the grim reaper and it's really good to listen to when you're high like um, especially the song Boys Latin. Literally, I swear to God, I left my body. Like, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> and then my second thing is... Um, oh, so we all doing two now. Pig. <laughs> and so... <laughs> thing is actually something I've discovered for anxiety. And I'm just... I'm going to briefly talk about it because it's a lot to cover. But... Basically, it's called the EFT tapping method, and it's a great way to get over, like, phobias or if you're nervous about, like, a test or some event. It's really awesome, and basically, you're just tapping different points on your body to and saying what you're afraid of to, like, decrease the stress. It's not a very good explanation, but definitely look it up. I'll link a video that explains it. And, yeah, that's pretty much what Snatched by Looks this week. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to episode six. Bye.